You're listening to Counterculture on RCR. Yeah, yeah. Radio. Radio. Welcome back to Reality Check Radio. This is Counterculture with Marie. And joining me now is Helen Houghton, leader of the New Conservative Party. Helen, I wanted to get you on uh, because coalition agreement, it's now in, it's inked. You have to be happy with some of the things that have got past the line, particularly around guidelines with REC in schools. I know I have to admit my little heart went pit, pitter-patter on that. How about you? Marie, it's great to be back on. And yes, I'm buzzing. I'm still buzzing over that the policy announcements, many of them actually, uh, things that you know New Conservative have been advocating for. But yes, especially the REC, because you know, you know, I have been on the show so often talking about that. Uh, you can't get the grin off my face. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, when I heard it, I was shocked. I was like, wow, this is Christmas present. You know, the moment of joy then turned to, I actually shed some tears because it's been a long battle. Five years, you know, I walked out of school to fight this. And um, gosh, don't want to get emotional now, but it's, yeah, it's um You huge, weren't you know. the only one that shed a wee <laughs> tear, I have to say, on Friday, Helen. So I'm oh. sure you weren't alone there. Well, yeah, because I think Rodney described it as the landing pad has now been built and it's now time to build the rocket. So for you, I mean, I know that you've got uh, a conference coming up and you'll be looking at the future with 2026 with New Conservative. But for you personally, though, I think part of it, I mean, it's now not time to take your, your pedal off the, the metal. It's you're needing to continue to make sure that that announcement and those policies are enacted. I mean, announcing them is one thing and having them in an agreement is one thing, but actually doing them is something else, isn't it? Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, just before I heard that announcement, I was prepared and ready to send off an open letter to whoever the new education minister is. And I heard that and I'm like, oh, Hallelujah, I don't need to do that, but but <laughs> there's still work to be done. Um, you know, we talked last about that school down here in Christchurch who are used as a model school for all teachers and all schools around and how fully embraced they have. So it's going to be still a battle to make sure that we um, advocate for all educators and children and parents who still may be pushing against that in school. But also for me, it is making sure that we remove organisations like Inside Out from any say and input into school policy because that is absolutely abhorrent that they should have any control over other people's children. Um, so, yeah, there's a wee bit more to do, but I do feel like the burden has been um, released from my shoulders, mm. you know, over the last six months. Uh, maybe a little bit longer, there's been a number of other groups and individuals who have started speaking out, and I'm so grateful to all of them. I'm grateful to, you know, New Conservative past before I came on board because that's why I initially joined New Conservative because they were the only party talking about the gender stuff. Um, the likes of Family First, the organisation with Bob McCroskey, they have done so much in this space. So there's many people to thank. Um, and at the end of the day, while I feel like it's a victory for New Conservative and I'm really grateful for those who have stood in that space, 
It is a victory for our young people, for our children, and also for the parents' rights. So, yes, hallelujah, and hallelujah, thank you to the new government, because I'm so happy. And, you know, there's a few other things here that, of mm. course, are making us rather happy. It's it's actually really positive, isn't it? It is. And Erica yeah. Stanford seems to be a breath of fresh air. Uh, she yeah. certainly seems to be a lot sharper than the previous education oh, ministers. Gosh. That would be a change. Oh, wouldn't it? It's, um, you know, a little bit <laughs> airy-fairy behaviour in Parliament. And although um, the last one was, you know, a principle, it doesn't, you know, having, having it's interesting, the people I've met over this political journey, you know, having degrees and different, even being in Parliament for a long time doesn't mean that you are, that you're the best person and it doesn't mean that you actually have got common sense, Marie. Mm. My gosh. So, yeah, look, while I can think, Things are looking pretty good. I'm not naive enough to think that the this government are going to be the knight in shine, shining armors, and I still think I have a fair bit to give mm. um, in that space. So yeah, I'll keep keep going. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And the other one too was the COVID inquiry. I mean, how that takes oh. shape. Uh, I mean, even Winston Peters said on Friday, he said, look, you know, we don't quite know whether it'll be an expansion of the existing, you know, they need a little bit more information. But the fact that I know from many of us in this sort of freedom space, the fact that the questions are going to be asked and discussions being had, which have been stoutly shut down for the past three to four years, I think that in itself is a huge relief. Are you feeling that too? I do as well. I mean, uh, I don't have a problem with admitting that I never got a vaccination at all and um, neither did my family. And I saw not only I felt it alongside all of those other people in the freedom movement, but I saw what it did to my adult sons as well. And, you know, what that has done to people. Um, I'm grateful for this new government for doing that. But also hearing things like David Seymour when he talks about the treaty stuff and the unity going forward. And I so am grateful for all three of them, to be honest, for, um, you know, making sure that, yeah, we're looking at uniting the country instead. Of, I cannot believe that this last six years has been the most divisive, destructive and just, you know, damaging of our country yeah, and, you know, it's mind-boggling, isn't it, that we've allowed, well, we didn't allow it, but, you know, that that's happened. And so that's another reason we don't take the foot off the pedal for as long as it, look, the short the short answer is as long as we have got <laughs> communists uh, as well as the Labour, radical Labour and Green MPs, we still need a Conservative Party. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so there you go. This is the thing. It means that it gives energy, I think, as well for the likes of because all those smaller parties popped up at the last election and a lot of those mushroomed from mm. the protest in Wellington. We know that. But that's the difference, I think, with New Conservative versus a number of those other parties. You guys have been there through thick and thin. You've you regroup, and there is actually yes. a place now for you to continue to be supportive where you need to be supportive, be that little flea in, in the ear or the voice on the shoulder saying, hey, 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 you agreed on mm, this, let's make mm. sure this happens. So that must be nice and refreshing for you once you get through your um, AGM and your, your post-election uh, debrief yourself as a party to know that you've got work still to do in the space for the next three years. And so it's not a sit back and go, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you, you can't, 
you can't sort of let up. So that must that must be exciting for you as well to actually do something in a positive space as opposed to always in a negative one. It is. I mean, we were all deflated, you know, with the lower votes at the end of the day. But I, I didn't stay down there for long because, like you said, there's still work to do. And, um, you know, the people who are possibly wanting to give up a negative, well, that's fine. They can go and, you know, sit on their couch and let the rest of us carry on. And I think I'll replay some of what you just said at our AGM because it's important that everybody does realise that, yes, we are one of the parties that is a significant player. And, you know, many of those other tinier parties that that jumped in there, you know, the celebrity politicians or the ex-MPs who thought they were going to be the knight in shining armour, um, you know, some of them are great people, don't get me wrong, but a lot of that, like you said, not only did some of it come out of the freedom thing, I mean, a lot of it was it's more around, you know, interest groups and, and movements, which you do need. Like during the all the protests after the COVID stuff, I'm, I was actually excited and happy to see New Zealanders finally standing up for something. And it's great to see now how many movements that we have out there, and you need that. You need the movements and the interest groups. But don't get me wrong, they cannot turn into political parties, and that's what they've tried to do. Mm. You know, um, they will influence political parties, which is really an important role. But some of them have kind of crossed over and thought, you know, if they jump in and be the leader or whatever, it's like, well, why don't you actually get behind the ones who are established, Marie, like you said, new conservative? And, well, then that's you know. my next question. I mean, I know that, for example, I mean, is there the Women's Rights Party? I mean, you've got lots of commonality there. You've you've worked with them before. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. there's them, there's the animal rights, there's there must be a way for you guys all to work, whether it be in an umbrella situation or coalesce together so then that way that fractionation ends surely yeah like I said I think we will need to um yeah we must have some more discussions I just hope like I said to you in one of our interviews recently there were a number of us women leaders at the rally and Mm -hmm. we all come from different political beliefs in that yet we were able to lay that down and yeah, there were no egos and no, um, you know, we all spoke and it wasn't about trying to compete with each other. It was to do the right thing for, uh, you know, our people. So so that's what I'm hoping. Look, you know, I'm not going to get into gender here because that, I'd love to talk to you more about that another time. But, you know, being the only female on the board of New Conservative over the last three years has been interesting. But uh, also being the leader of a Conservative Party, you can imagine there's been some interesting things there. But, um, yeah, look, I just hope that the male leaders out there with, um, you know, those other smaller parties actually do seriously lay down some of the thinking around that they have to be the one and mm. um, be able to come together and work better with, yeah. yeah we, we were prepared to work with many of them, but some just wanted to um, demolish the rest of the parties and all come under them, and that's not how you work together. No. So, no. Well, we will continue to talk in the new year. I know that for a fact. There's still so much work to do. Uh, yeah. This has been Helen Outen, the leader of the New Conservative Party. Thanks for your time again this morning, Helen. I greatly appreciate it. Wonderful, Marie. You having a fantastic Christmas break? Oh, I will. I'm going to. I'm having an extended break, Helen. I'm very excited. Good. Thanks, Marie. Thank you. You're listening to Counterculture on RCR. <laughs> 
Reality Check Radio. Reality Check Radio.